0: I definitely think I'll be doing my pre race
1: for You know, this is gymnastics on horses. Mac Horton takes a remarkable gold medal. Oh. And there it is. Oh. Catherine Skinner is a gold medalist. Australia has won the gold medal in the women's sevens rugby weekend breakfast with Sid Costello on Triple M.
2: Good morning and welcome to the Weekend Breakfast with Seb Costello where we've been taking it to the streets of Rio. Special Olympic edition this morning, just two and a half days of the Games left and in the Olympic action overnight, Australia has won another gold. Chloe Esposito in the modern pentathlon. Kitty Chiller's old sport, finally something Kitty can smile about. And also Jared Talent has won himself a silver medal. In the 50k men's walk. More on that later. Ryan Lochte, Lion Lochte, he said sorry. We'll explain that too. But first to the men's basketball tournament where it's truly at the pointy end. And this is where it stands. The Boomers have just tipped off in a must win semi final against Serbia. Win? and it's a guaranteed medal for the first time in men's basketball history in Australia and a date with the U.S. in the final. Lose, and it's a really tough bronze medal assignment against Spain. But as NBA TV senior correspondent David Aldridge told me during the week, whatever happens, the Aussies are turning heads in Rio.
0: Australia and um, France is another country. Those two jump out to me as as programs that are go- going up but in a one-game elimination tournament, anything's possible.
2: NBA TV senior correspondent David Aldridge there on the Aussie success in Rio. Team USA and the Spanish have just finished their semi, and it was a tight one.
1: Rodriguez against Durant. They allow him the way, and he adds the two. But it's the United States who are going to the gold medal game. Heading back to battle it out for gold. For the third consecutive Olympics, the United States are going to the gold medal game. Spain were brave here, restricting the USA to their lowest score in 12 years at the Olympics. But in the final analysis, it's the USA 82, Spain 76.
2: The finish to the basketball semi final between the US and Spain 82 76. Team USA taking the victory. Clay Thompson, their highest scorer, with 22. sounds you're hearing there are from the streets of Rio. Just a few days to go now for the Olympics. Welcome back to The Weekend Breakfast with Seb Costello from Rio. Let's start with Ryan Lochte. Amazing swimmer, but apparently poor judgement. It's now been confirmed that he invented a story that he was robbed by a fake cop while out on the town in Rio. Instead, he handed over money to an armed security guard to cover damage after him and his mates kicked in a toilet door. Well, overnight, Lochte has apologised, essentially for making Brazil look bad. He's done it on Instagram, and he says as follows, I want to apologise for my behaviour last weekend, for not being more careful and candid in how I described the events of that early morning, and for my role in taking the focus away from the many athletes fulfilling their dreams of participating in the Olympics. On the timing of his apology... He says, I waited to share these thoughts until it was confirmed that the legal situation was addressed and it was clear my teammates would be arriving home safely. It's kind of good to hear after he got out of Brazil as quick as he could, leaving two of his teammates to be pulled off a plane and kept while they spoke to Brazilian police. Anyway, the IOC seems to be a pretty forgiving lot. Here's their spokesperson, Mark Adams.
1: We're glad about the apology. We think
2: it's
0: entirely appropriate and we we welcome it and um, we hope that we can now carry on as we have been concentrating on the sport and the performances that we've we've been seeing which have been marvellous.
2: Spokesperson for the International Olympic Committee Mark Adams there of course Ryan Lochte hasn't been the only swimmer whose behaviour has been called into question these games we'll recap the two Aussies who won't be at the closing ceremony next. <laughs> Welcome back to The Weekend Breakfast with Seb Costello from Rio de Janeiro. And that chant just seems to be following me everywhere I go in Rio. It's the favourite song of the Argentinians who are here en masse given at South America's first ever Olympics. And they love that chant. Let's talk about the two swimmers, Josh Palmer and Emma McKeon, who won't be part of the closing ceremony after they copped a ban for staying out without telling team officials the other night in Copacabana. Kitty Chiller, the chef de mission, was the public face of this penalty, so let's recap exactly what she had to say about the situation, beginning where this all started on the streets of Copacabana. (laughs) By following the drums of Copacabana, swimmers Josh Palmer and Emma McKeon have fallen out of step with Kitty Chiller.
0: They will not be going to the closing ceremony, they are only allowed to travel to official sporting events during the day. They have also imposed a a 2am curfew now on all swimmers for the remainder of the games.
2: The penalties dished out after both failed to return to the village on Tuesday night. For breaststroke competitor Palmer, the late night had further consequences.
0: He has told us uh, that he was approached by a man, asked to go to ATMs and $1,000 cash was withdrawn and that has been confirmed. Uh, Joss has chosen not to go to the police.
2: Palmer was found disorientated by an Australian businessman at 2pm the next day. I
0: certainly, don't know if there's any substances involved. Uh, he admitted that he had been drinking, um, and that, that's, that's all we know.
2: McKeon is a completely different situation. She
0: decided to stay out with friends. That was the right decision for her to make at that point in time, given she found herself on her own. She was with friends. It was the right decision for her to make. The wrong decision that she made was to not advise team management of her whereabouts. So at 8 o'clock the next morning, swimming team management did not know where she was.
2: But for the chef de mission, Kitty Chiller, this is all about drumming discipline into the team.
0: Everything that we put in place is not the fun police, it's not party poopers, it is ensuring that their safety remains paramount in their minds as well as ours.
2: Australia's chef de mission, Kitty Chiller there. Overnight, we've added a silver medal to our hall here in Rio. It was in the men's 50-kilometre walk, and the name you will be familiar with, Jared Talent, was the silver place-getter in London, but then, thanks to a drug-cheating scandal in Russia, was re-awarded a gold medal. And this time around, he will be the silver medalist after finishing second. Is how the race finished, thanks to Seven.
1: So Toth, the Olympic gold medalist in the 50K, and Jared Talent is about to become the most successful Australian male athlete ever with four Olympic medals. A remarkable effort. We thought for a moment it might be gold, but it is a brilliant silver. Talent gets his fourth Olympic medal, a silver medal in the 50k. What an effort. What a performance! A rider come through for third place. It has been such a battle between these guys. Jared Talent silver
2: medal-winning run in the men's 50-kilometer walk, the race which may be remembered by some for the French competitor who essentially couldn't make it to the bathroom on time and collapsed midway through. He was competing in the speedwalking event, got some stomach pains, and then was observed, according to the New York Post, shoving a sponge down his pants to soak up. Well, you know what he was trying to soak up. Ouch. Needless to say, he finished in last place, six minutes behind the winner. Yes, you could say he got to the Olympics and just pooed his pants. Usain Bolt came to these Olympics with one goal, and that was to pull off what he calls the triple treble. Nine gold medals, gold in the 100, 200 and 4x100 at three consecutive Olympics. And he's pretty much all of the way there. He won the 100 earlier in the week in just dramatic fashion, seeing off Justin Gatlin, his great rival from America, Gatlin the multiple drug cheat. And to get a feel for what it was like, what it smelt like, what it sounded like to be in the arena, we put this together: Usain Bolt's 100 metre gold medal winning night. They were the first words you heard when you entered the Olympic Stadium. Other great athletes were already competing, but Usain Bolt was there to do the impossible. And
1: I'm crazy tonight for Usain, okay? He's a great hero, I mean, this is going to be one in the next 50 years. We won't see another Usain like this. Bolt was out to win a third straight
2: Olympic gold in the 100 meters. He has turned up. And dozens of Jamaicans had made the journey to watch him in person. So it took me almost 24 hours to get here. But I will do it again for you, sir. Chris lives in Bolt's neighbourhood back in Jamaica, and he says the world champion spends his downtime playing soccer on the street with locals. We hang out
1: together sometimes in Jamaica. He's a very humble, very cool guy. He hangs out with regular people like me, and that's why we love him so much. Among
2: those dressed in the Jamaican colours, Vilma Charlton a three-time Olympic sprinter who ran with Raylene Boyle in the 1970s.
1: He's awesome, and it's not only his performance, but his personality that goes with it.
2: There wasn't nerves in the stadium, anticipation, sure, expectation, and when the time came, it felt like the grandstand tightened around the track to watch the historic race.
1: So let's have a look, Bolt's giving Gatlin a start, he's well back, Gatlin's got a good lead, Bolt to coming in hard for Mietti, Gatlin's still in front, Usain's going to do it, he's a genius, the greatest.
2: When Bolt crossed the line in first, they began to dance in the aisles, and once again, that chant picked up around the stadium. And then things began to quieten down, and I sought out another Jamaican. In another era, Johan Blake would have been an Olympic champion... He ran fourth in the 100 metres last night. But there was no jealousy, only awe for the man who made history here in Rio. When uh, people ask you, what's your view of Usain, how do you describe him as an athlete? I would say he's a true icon, he's a legend. You know, he's, he's amongst the degrees like uh, Mohamed Ali. You know, He's just incredible and as you can see tonight, you
0: called it 12 years and doing this and, and getting three gold medals and it, it's incredible.
2: He's just amazing. Usain Bolt winning gold in the 100 metres. Then he backed it up just in the last few hours with a win in the 200. Nobody was even close to him in parts of this race. He's always actually said the 200 metres is his pet event. Let's recap the final of the men's 200 metres at the Rio Games.
1: Sir. Clean start, Usain's out fast, gets up to Lamata, leaves Merritt behind. grass runs a good bend with Martina. Bolt goes hard, leads into the straight clearly. grass and Merritt behind him and Martina. Bolt's got a good lead, he's not getting right away. grass is second, he's home again. He's done the double-triple, 1979. Degrasse gets another medal. Well, he may not be happy with the time, But he's got to be happy with an eighth gold medal. Only Nurmi and Lewis have got more.
2: You run out of words for Usain Bolt after a while. That's his gold in the 200 to go with his gold in the 100 metres. And if you're anywhere near a television, get on the couch later this morning. 11.30 Melbourne time, Usain Bolt goes for the triple treble. Him and his teammates will be attempting to win gold in the 4x100 metre relay. As we look at the medal tally, the United States sit up top, thirty-seven gold medals. Great Britain in second with twenty-three. What's going on with the POMS? Well, Australia now has eight gold, thanks to Chloe Esposito, who this morning has won the modern pentathlon. Finally something Kitty Chiller can smile about. That's her old event. Chloe was the first athlete selected and now she's our latest gold medalist. So that goes along with Australia's 11 silver, Jared Talent coming up second in the 50k walk this morning and 10 bronze. Well, I think I can say it now officially, having been here for two weeks. The notion that a visitor to the Rio Games would catch Zika virus in the middle of Rio thanks to a mosquito is one of the greatest beat-ups of all time. Maybe out in the regions, and the rural parts of Brazil, yeah, it's a big threat. But here in the city, I've barely seen a mosquito. And that was just one of the negative stories we heard about the Rio Games in the lead-up. So it kind of inspired me to get out in the streets and get a feel for what the locals actually think of the Games coming. And here's what we found out. At Rio's sporting venues, supporters cheer on at South America's first Olympics. But after 11 days of competition and months of pre-games buzz about Zika virus and terror fears, what do Brazilians themselves think of the games?
1: Wonderful! I've never been before, and it was very nice. We were worried about it, but I'm supporting it, and I think it's it's really great. It was great until now. Everything I went in the games, they were all organized. The beaches
2: are busy with opportunists selling cocktails to visitors on the sand. <laughs> And that's not the only economic advantage the Games are bringing to Rio. An extra shift in hotels
1: and things like that, in shops.
2: So it's been really good. But there is a counter view that after the Soccer World Cup just two years ago, an event the scale of the Games may have come too soon for the financially challenged nation. We
1: didn't have enough money, and instead of using the money that we had in, like, Hospitals or schools, public schools, uh, we use it for the Olympics. And everybody now, a lot of people, uh, they are not getting their salary.
2: Before the games, the IOC pledged Rio would be the safest city in the world, and armed soldiers can be seen at almost every intersection. There have been some localized safety issues, the robbery of swim star Ryan Lochte, but a major situation has been avoided.
1: We don't feel the violence in our day. And uh, but now I think they they make a good scheme of security, and they, they had no problems, no terrorists, no no urban violence. I think uh, we was successful in in this part.
2: (laughs) Brazil winning gold in the women's judo helped raise spirits. The story of Rafaela Silva beginning in one of Rio's poorest neighborhoods. And with the pressure of winning a gold medal as the host city out of the way, it seems some here in Rio are even prepared to throw their support in a different direction. If we can't cheer for Brazil if we want to win, we cheer for Australia, we cheer for the United States, we cheer for who's best? (laughs) Phelps. (laughs) there you go the perspective of the olympics from the locals the brazilians themselves well that's it for another edition of the weekend breakfast looking forward to talking to you back in studio next week all the regulars will be back nerily meadows brian taylor danny green ready to talk to you for another edition of the weekend breakfast dead set legends are up next they'll keep you posted on usain bolt running in the four by one and also the boomers who are playing against serbia Given that we are in Brazil, let's go out the right way with a little bit of samba music from the streets of Rio. This has been The Weekend Breakfast with Seb Costello. Talk to you next week.